Hello, it's the Commonplace Book of Historically Thinking for the week of December 23rd, 2018. I'm Al Zambone. December 23rd sees two momentous events in history. On 1947, at Bell Labs, a demonstration of the world's first transistor by Brayton, Bardeen, and Shockley, who would go on to get the Nobel Prize for that achievement. An event, a development, a discovery, without which the entire modern world would be impossible to imagine. No transistor radio, no Walkman, no cell phones, no satellites, no podcasts. And yet, December 23rd, 1783, witnessed an even more momentous event, a general surrendering power to a republic. George Washington appeared before the United States Congress in its meeting place of Annapolis, turned in his commission as commander-in-chief of the army, was celebrated, and then rode off quickly to Mount Vernon, there for only the second time in eight years. December 24th seems to be marked by sinister meetings. December 24th, 1865, a group of Confederate veterans convened to form the secret society, which they called the Ku Klux Klan, and overthrow the Reconstruction regime in the South, and end the new rights being given to the formerly enslaved African Americans. On December 24, 1294, a conclave chose Benedetto Gaetani as Boniface VIII after he supposedly convinced his predecessor, Pope Celestine V, to resign, the only pope to do so until Benedict XVI. It was possibly Celestine who Dante placed in the antechamber of hell. I saw and recognized the shade of him who, due to cowardice, made the great refusal. Not surprisingly, this week is marked by numerous events associated with the celebration of Christmas. December 23rd, 1823, Clement Moore published A Visit from St. Nicholas in the Troy, New York Sentinel. And, with all due apologies to William Shakespeare, Ben Jonson, Jack Kerouac, and all the rest of the great bards of history, has there been any poem that has so changed culture? December 25th, 800, Pope Leo III crowned Charles the Great the Roman Emperor, much to the disgust of the man in Constantinople who believed that he was Roman Emperor. And perhaps from Charlemagne's example, or perhaps just simply because they wanted to be crowned at the most second most celebratory time of the Christian year, numerous other European monarchs have ever since been crowned at Christmas. December 27th, 537, speaking of the Eastern Roman Emperor, Hagia Sophia is inaugurated by the Emperor Justinian. He supposedly said, Solomon, I have surpassed thee. It is to this day one of the most incredible architectural structures in the world. Finally, amongst important dates for historians and histories, this week is the anniversary of the death of Dom Jean Mabillon, born November 23rd, 1632, died December 27th, 1707. He was a French Benedictine and a pioneer of historiography. Wanting to assess medieval documents for their authenticity, Mabillon developed what he termed diplomatics, literally the study of folded papers, such as charters, wills, decrees, and letters. 
Mabillon was a master of reading handwriting, and he realized that handwriting and the ways of making letters had changed over time, and that one could locate in time, by decade, how handwriting had changed, or where different types of handwritings were performed. And that allowed one to start to to date a letter, and also to place a letter. This was his science of diplomatics. As one commoner has written, he believed that trustworthy history study requires intuition and experience, in addition to tested empirical methods, and that a strong alliance of the three results in moral certainty. Mabillon wrote, Beyond a doubt, a moral certitude cannot be acquired without long and constant observation of all the coincidences and circumstances which can lead to attaining the truth. In exactly this way, the authenticity of spuriousness of ancient documents can be demonstrated. In other words, the commentator goes on to write, historical demonstrations are of a different order than logical or mathematical ones, but without loss of soundness or persuasiveness. Mabillon studied ink. He studied the seals. He studied the changes in grammar and vocabulary, how people did their signature, All this became part of his new science of documents. He wrote, If you should ask why I regard some documents as genuine and reject others, I reply that I consider the former to be genuine because the type of script, the style, and everything else convinces me that they are genuine, and the fact that there is nothing in them contrary to historical fact. On the other hand, I judge the forgeries to be such because one of these conditions is not fulfilled. If you should further ask why I consider one type of script and one style as genuine against another, I shall reply that I have learned this from experience and from comparing many such documents of different dates and from different places. All who are experienced in this matter agree that this art cannot be learned except through constant comparison of manuscripts, which give a certain indication of their dates with others that do not. Mabillon also realized something that is important to historical thinking, that even the appearance of authenticity can be deceiving. It often happens that the authors of documents are completely wrong when they mention past events. On the other hand, forgers tend to be more accurate. Not only can errors creep into documents, even originals, when any event in the distant past is mentioned, but also copyists who are careless can deceive or be deceived in the case of fairly recent events. Jean Mabillon, November 23rd, 1632, December 27th, 1707. And that's the last commonplace book of this year. I'm Al Zambone. Thanks for being with us. Right in the corner where you are.